When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from New York, it's a sports show that talks about sports. It's first things first today. <laughs> Michigan leaves Washington in the dust, but yes. does that mean Harbaugh is leaving too? Hmm, we discussed. No, Meanwhile, Dak Prescott hosting the Packers. Upset alert? No. What are the chances that the Cowboys blow out Green Bay? A game on route. And mm. finally, mm. a special season-ending double edition of Mahomes Mountain. That's yeah. right. Two mountains alongside Chris Broussard. Twin I'm Kevin Wilds, who had to get Nick Wright two paninis today yeah. because, quote, I'm too busy. I have to do Colin and two Mahomes yeah. Mountains. I said, and, fine. Uh, you know, I'm, you know, I do a podcast for Fox Sports like Kevin Wilds pretends to all the time. Can make fun of my lunch. A lot of clamoring for that. <laughs> exactly. Do the podcast. Do the podcast. You know what the best marketing is? Sold out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we start with the faltering Eagles. Peter King writing plainly, This is one of the weirdest collapses I've seen in 40 years of covering the NFL. Mm. Yeah. Here's Nick Sirianni. Anyone can lead in times of, you know, when times are easy. Uh, you know, when times are hard, this is when you, you see what you're made of and, and, how, and how you lead. Um, and so, you know, I look at it as a challenge that, you know, I know we can get out of this slump that we're in. Um, it's my job to, to make sure that we do, um, and I look at it as a challenge to, and, and how sweet it will be when we do get out of it, because I know we will, and I know we got the right guys to get out of it. Okay. Uh, Eagles since starting 10-1, and one, tied for the second worst record at 1-5, point differential is minus 10, they've got the, uh, they're allowing the most touchdowns, 21, yeah. and the turnover di- differential is minus 8, that's not, that's worse in the league too, Yeah. that's a tough one. Uh, what would a first-round exit mean for Philadelphia? Well, I think Nick, show. Nick Sirianni took the words out of my mouth except for the end. He's right. Leading from ahead is easy. And it is his job to pull them out of it. It is where you determine what type of leader a guy is. It is where you determine how good of a coach we actually have, which is why... This six-game stretch is so damning because it's not only the raw numbers that you put, Wilds, but it's the context of it. Because the first game was against the team you had circled all year, had circled you all year. You could have essentially locked up the one seed with six weeks to go. It would have been the Niners' fourth loss. You would have had one, and you'd have had that head. They trounced you. Then you could have locked up, at the very least, the division with five weeks to go by sweeping Dallas, by giving them their fourth Mm -hmm. loss when you only had two, and they trounced you. Then you let Drew Lott go 92 yards in the only relevant moment thus far of his NFL career. no, he had the Buzz Lightyear thing. And then (laughs) the soft part of your schedule started, and you played worse in every single game. First game against the Giants was bad, but you won. Second game against the the Cardinals was a disaster. And the third game, you were down 24-0 at halftime to Tyrod Taylor and the Giants. 24-0 were the bad thumb with your starters playing. So I say all that to say this. They lose Monday night, he could get fired. Okay. So should he, in your view? Well, can I answer that part in a second? Because there's a, there's a reason I would say yes to it. it just, I know people think it's reactionary. Bill Callahan took the Raiders to the Super Bowl. The next year he was fired. John Fox was 46-18 and 18 in four years with Denver. Four division titles, a Super Bowl appearance, in round two every year, fired. The idea that guys, Jim Caldwell, fired two years after taking the team to the Super Bowl with the Colts, I think it was a mistake, but still they did it. And the year they fired him for, they were intentionally tanking, Mm -hmm. and they still fired him. (laughs) So this idea of, oh, I went to a Super Bowl, my job is safe, not necessarily. And so here's where I would definitively do it if I got word that Belichick would take the job. That if I got word that if this job came open, Belichick would force his way out of New England, and maybe with Vrabel now being gone, I know we'll get to it, he'll just be forced out. 
then I would definitively do it. Even Because here's the question I would ask you guys. Because, Wilds, you said something interesting yesterday. You brought up the Callahan tweet. You were like, if Belichick got fired, wouldn't he be the hottest commodity? Yeah. If the Eagles didn't have Sirianni as the head coach and needed the head coach, would they even consider him? If Sirianni got fired today, would he be at the top, the middle, or not existent on the next coach hiring cycle? He's probably not. Look, the Belichick thing is interesting. I mean, if if that's a possibility, you have a quarterback who I actually think would work with Belichick. Yep. You know, high character, you know, all the skills. I think they work great. Mm -hmm. And obviously their big problem is defense. Belichick straightens that out. And Matt Patricia's there already. Right. Yeah, he's in there kind of <laughs> Maybe scouting Maybe I'll give him the offensive oh, yeah. No, that. So that, that's a monkey wrench. You throw that in there, and then it's like, okay, if I can get Belichick. But barring all that, I don't fire him. He's been to the – and I get – I'm not saying he's a phenomenal coach. Every year they've been to the playoffs, three straight years, one of them in the Super Bowl. He took them from being a four-win team to making the playoffs. He oversaw – I mean, look, we got to give the head coach some credit no matter who was the hands-on guy. He oversaw the growth of Jalen Hurts in, from being a guy that we didn't even know would be a longtime starter into an MVP candidate. Okay? And so – and the other thing is this. The Super Bowl slump, or what we call it, hangover, hangover, it is real sometimes. And I think perhaps this is a delayed version of the Super Bowl slump. They started 10-1. and It looked like, wow, it wasn't an issue with them. And then now it's hit them. And look, look at these names that have fallen victim to a Super Bowl hangover, if you will. Pete Carroll in 2015, they made the playoffs, but they go out early. Peyton Manning in Denver, which you mentioned with John Fox, that when they went to the Super Bowl and then they lost as the number two seed, they lost their first playoff game to Indianapolis' former team. Cam Newton, the year they made the Super Bowl, they didn't even make the playoffs the next year with Ron Rivera. And then Sean McVay and Jared Goff as his quarterback. Mm-hmm. Get to the Super Bowl, lose to Belichick, don't make the playoffs the next year. These are good coaches and obviously some great players that fell victim to this. So I'm only saying I – like, I would give him another chance. He has been successful there. An 11-win season is not horrible. And I get it that, you know, God give him next year. He'd pretty much start on the hot seat next year. But I wouldn't – I would not fire him this year after that, that type of season. Even if they – and this is, again, but to be clear if I didn't say it, this is assuming they lose Monday. Obviously, if they win Monday, I don't, there's, I don't think there's really any chance he were to be, would mm-hmm. be fired. But go you, ahead. You, don't, you think – you put more of this on Sirianni – than sort of the brain drain of losing both coordinators and having Jalen not be 100%. So uh, I I put some of that. I don't put losing the coordinators on Sirianni. I think they got objectively worse at defensive coordinator. That was his choice during the season. Going from Desai to Patricia. They, the, the idea, and I know Coach Mangini was talking about, they've gotten better against the pass since they that's happened. They just switched it up. Yeah, but I don't think that's right. I think what, what happened is they've gotten to play Drew Locke, Danny DeVito, sorry, Tommy DeVito, Tyrod Taylor, and the Cardinals. And so, like, they, and by the way, Kyler then cooked them up. Right. I think that they, they were playing tough quarterbacks early in the year. They got weaker quarterbacks later. I think the de- I watched the, the defense had – Shout out to Shield Capadia for pointing this out. A 10-drive stretch versus the Cardinals and Tyrod Taylor where they allowed seven touchdowns. Yeah. And so that I do I, – he's not a defensive coach, but they got worse with that. I also put some of what is happening to – if we're going to give him credit for the growth of Jalen, right. then the, the flip side of that coin is we have seen the other side of that mountain come down. Now, if that's just injury-related, so be it. Then go to your offensive coordinator and say, as the offensive-minded head coach, stop using him as a power back. They haven't. That's the. Oh, that's the. Well, only- that, that, you talking about just the tush push? No, I'm talking about all, so general. much of the quarterback-driven runs. That's a huge part of yeah, their offense. Not I don't think that's he's running they're, quite as much. They're, as I mean, they're not three. protecting him. They're not yeah. treating him like an injured player. I just. My question to the audience would be, to anyone, what does Nick Sirianni currently do well? I know, but that he's a little bit of like... What? It feels like you're treating him like the coaching version of Brock Purdy, where it's like this offense, it was everything was lined and up not. and they given were, to them on a platter, when he got so now there. he didn't do anything to get to the Super Bowl. It was kind of just like, all right, roll the ball out and, and, and start playing. And let's face it, it's results, period. 
All right, it's results. Sean McVay was being questioned for a minute. Now, all of a sudden, everybody loves him again. Matt LaFleur was being questioned at one point without Aaron Rodgers or with Aaron Rodgers missing the playoffs. Now, all of a sudden, everybody loves him again. So, it's just results. Look, the guy's gotten results. This is one bad year. I mean, they're still making the playoffs with 11 wins, and we'll see what happens in the the first round, but – no, I, I, I mean, I just, to I'm me, I think, when we're, I, I think we look at the coordinators that left, particularly Steichen and the success there, and you wonder how much of the success last year from Philly was that rather than the head coach. Yes, yeah. How many wins Steichen had? Cowboys-Packers. Cowboys Again, undefeated at home. Uh, Dak fresh off of a four-touchdown game against the Commanders. Jeffrey Chadia writing on NFL.com. The Packers better hope they can trust their defense when the postseason begins. The Cowboys might drop 40 on Green Bay. This could be really ugly. Brew, you know the Cowboys beat up on tomato cans. Packers, not tomato cans. Can Dallas blow out the Cowboys? Uh, no. Dallas, actually, that's where the Cowboys are. Yeah. Breaking I'm, news. Blow can Dallas blow out Green Yeah, Bay? I'm picking Dallas. Um, not sure if I'm predicting a blowout yet, but it's certainly well, that's the question. On, will they blow them out? Yeah. They can. I mean, like, I think it's likely. Okay. Like, okay, I, I agree with what Shadia said, like, they are awesome at home, right? They, they, six of their eight wins at home have been blowouts by like 20 or more points. And two of those teams were playoff teams, mm-hmm. Philadelphia and the Rams, who transformed from tomato can into a playoff <laughs> team. Real talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so Dallas has been obviously great at home. We got some numbers to show. Mm-hmm. Uh, at yeah. home, they averaged 37 points a game. And give up 16. So they're winning by 21 points a game. I mean, you see how good they are in Texas. So, yes, it's on the board. And, Nick, the Packers' defense is a question mark. All right, because, look, check this out. They gave up 30 points to Carolina. This is all within the last month. 30 points to Carolina. Most of the Panthers have scored all year. Mm -hmm. Gave up 34 points to the Bake Show. That's the second most they've scored all year, Tampa Bay. So their defense and they're a young team. We can Obviously, show Jordan. Well, I mean, look, bro. Right I, I have this po- cooked up. Oh, yeah. The Packers' so defense under Joe Barry has not done a good job all year. Now maybe they don't have the personnel, but they just they haven't. They're a good and, job against the Chiefs. The okay. Well, the, Chiefs can't score. Nope. I I would also just just point of order. I'd prefer we'd be able to have independent <laughs> conversations to the point that we're discussing. And we said he, they didn't do a good job all year, and I watched them shut down Patrick Mahomes, the greatest living quarterback. Okay, so the, go ahead, you go wild. No, I'm just saying the, you said he, they weren't good all year. I said they were good against. In the, the totality, I'll admit, the, Nick, it was an odd comment coming from a Chiefs. It was an, it was also it's, an odd comment well, because it's not it's not germane to the conversation. You as said we they would weren't say. good all year, and said they've had one off good games against great quarterbacks. Okay, I, I'm going to go ahead and stand by the statement. We can put those those numbers up again if we could, Hubs, that the Packers have had a bad defense all year, much like the Panthers had a terrible offense all year. Yeah, yet, despite that, they had an off good or a random good game or two. So I don't think the Packers have a good defense. Now, maybe if the only Packer game you watched all year was them against the Chiefs, you might feel differently. But I don't think they have a good defense. I also think Dallas blows people out more than anybody does. They do. And that we can show you as well, which is the Cowboys this season, if we can show that, Hubs, they have more 20-point wins than every other NFC playoff team combined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now, and I understand Bruce's point about tomato cans, but we can also give you some historic context for that as well, which is the Cal. So this is the most twenty-point wins of the Super Bowl era. The Cowboys have the second most, and by the way, what those teams haven't got, you usually only blow teams out if you have a tomato can-laden schedule. By the way, those two teams did go to the Super Bowl. The Patriots, obviously, that's the best team I've ever seen. They should have won it, and their 99 Rams did win it. So I say that to say this. I expect a blowout. I would be disappointed with with anything other than a blowout. I don't think it's like... It's a playoff game. So any playoff game you win is good. There are definitely no style points in the postseason. But I don't think the Packers have a good defense. I do think the Cowboys have a great offense, particularly under on turf in the controlled right. environment and at home. So I think this is a brutal matchup for Green Bay. And, and the youth of Green Bay. I mean, obviously, again, Jordan Love. But their team is the youngest team to make the playoffs since 1974. So do you think that they are just like, hey, we're the young team, our future is ahead of us, meanwhile Cowboys are S-Bob, that if it goes the Green Bay's way, a little pressure can be like, hey, we're playing loose and free, we're happy to be here, Cowboys 
start to tighten up. They have absolutely nothing to lose. There's no doubt about that. Now, I did pick Green Bay to make the playoffs. I don't know if As you did you. Or not. As did yeah. I, yep. Yeah, and so I don't, we're not surprised, but a lot of people are surprised I, that they're in the playoffs. I don't know if Green Bay was expecting to make the playoffs. So this is all gravy. So, yeah, sometimes it's like a team on, in game week 18 that has nothing to play for except an upset, and you're going for it on fourth down. You're, you're doing fake punts and things well, like that. There, there, so and there's a lot of nerves on McCarthy's side of things. It is a close game. It could spell bad news for Dallas because McCarthy could get tight. This is Green Bay, his former team, the team who got rid of him. And the only way the Packers can be in the position they are, the sixth seed in the playoffs with a defense as bad as they have, is because for the last two months, Jordan Love has been exceptional and the yeah. offense has been really good. So, I listen, they have to get in a shootout. I don't think Jordan Love in his first playoff game with that young of a receiving core is going to win a shootout. shootout. Right. But I don't, I don't think they can win the way they beat the Chiefs, to use your point. I don't think they're going to be able to slow. This Cowboys offense from start to finish of the season has been far no. better right. than the Chiefs offense has been. I don't think they can win a low-scoring game. I think they are going – their only hope would be 35-31. And I – with respect to the Packers, I think that is a bridge too far in Jordan Love's first play. It would have to be a mistake from Dallas. It would have to be a DAC interception or two. Special or McCarthy. Look, if it's close, mm. clock management. Uh, finally, news this afternoon that Mike Vrabel fired by the Titans. He was the 2021 Coach of the Year, had a 54 and 45 career record, also a three-time Super Bowl champion for the mighty New England Patriots, and was recently inducted into the Patriots Hall of Fame. Well, this seems like a nice coincidence. Uh, Nick, what are the chances that Mike Vrabel replaces Bill Belichick, who is currently having conversations with Belichick? Uh, excuse me, with uh, Robert Kraft. It seems like. The chances are good. I wouldn't do it if I were him. If I were Mike Vrabel, I would not want this job. What's the re- First of all, everybody says you want to be the guy, the guy that follows the guy. He would be the guy that is following the goat. That's first of all, mm-hmm. right? In Vrabel's case. Sure. Yep. Second of all, earmuffs wilds, I apologize. The team stinks. It is. It, That's it, putting it kind the, of. And I actually, the one thing we look at as is excellent about him is the defense. I don't know how excellent it is without Belichick. I, I listen. The two players that I know are excellent, Judon and Gonzalez. They didn't even they didn't really get them most of the year, so mm-hmm. they'll be getting them back. If I am Mike Vrabel, man, I am telling my agent I have I, a first, second, third place is the Los Angeles Chargers. Where yeah. I get to go there, there is talent on defense that is underachieved. It's the opposite of the guy that follows the guy. It's the yeah. guy that follows Brandon Staley. You get a quarterback, and that's what. Now I don't know if the Chargers want another defensive-minded head coach. I don't know if that's where they would go. But if I am Mike Vrabel, I don't want this job. Yeah. Look, I, I hear you, and I, I tend to agree with you. If I'm the Chargers, quickly, I'm looking at Harbaugh. I know that's out sure. there, that quarterback whisperer. He's got his quarterback. Um, but the, maybe they look at Vrabel because they want to strengthen the defense. And you've got a quarterback already. But Vrabel, I don't know. I don't think he should want the Patriots for the reasons you said. Because you got to win Super Bowls there. Like, he was good yeah. in Tennessee, there's no doubt. But that wouldn't fly in New England. No. Right? So, so you're following, like you said, the GOAT, not just the guy. But also, if I'm New England, I think I feel like, and I know Vrabel only played for Belichick. He's not under his coaching tree. I agree. But I just this. feel like it's the same type of thing. It's not really going. It's a change, but not totally. Oh, see. I want clean, a clean house. And if I get a quarterback, Vrabel's a defensive coach. I agree. If I get a young Everything quarterback, I want like an offensive coach to come in there. It's totally new. We're done with the Belichick era. It was great, but now we're moving on. Okay, so. I- the same reason you don't like it is why I do like it. I think he's an insider-outsider. Yeah. Like, a lot of the people that are lined up, Josh McDaniels or Mayo, they are pure Bill Belichick, tried and true, through, up through the system. Vrabel never was a coach under Bill Belichick, so he's over here. So he can come in and have a little bit of the DNA, but it is a fresh start. The reason I'm not going to the Chargers... Mike Vrabel won those three Super Bowls knowing that he had Tom Brady and like, you know what? We're going to win the AFC East every year with this guy. I am not going into anywhere close 
to a division with Patrick Mahomes sitting there, and I'm constantly looking up at him. I don't care how good Justin Herbert is. Okay, I think that's a really fair point, but the only division that has, like, coach openings that doesn't have – nobody has Mahomes – but that doesn't have an alpha clear-cut quarterback in it is the NFC West that has no openings, Mm -hmm. right, because Stafford's older and I'm trying to argue about Purdy. And the NFC South, I guess you could argue there, but none of those are great jobs. You know what I mean? And so every other – in the AFC South, C.J. Stroud's there. My guy Trevor's there. Yeah. Set this Trevor stuff aside. West, we know. You have Lamar. You have Josh. You have – and the NFC East, you have Dak and Jalen in the North. I guess the NFC North, you could argue, doesn't have a Everybody's clear-cut alpha. But also, Goff, in the, I don't think any of those jobs are open Caleb right now. Might, Caleb might be going there. And by the way, I, should, I wasn't trying to imply you only watched one Packer game. They I mean, pl- I wasn't crushing Packers. The, I mean, well, but yeah, but they played your Vikings twice a year, so I know it was at least three. I shouldn't have said that. I uh, we're all in also, Vrabel, 23 years. Years younger than Belichick, so you get four years. Sign him to a nice seven-year deal. Problem with Belichick, we got to start over, and we want to win now. Mahomes back on top of his mountain. A double edition of Mahomes Mountain. Next. Here you go, little friend. Oh, hello. Welcome back to a special high-altitude episode. We're preparing to climb the playoff peak. But right now, we're going to take a moment to look back at the regular season and see who's climbing, who's falling, and who's stalling on the most treacherous quarterback ranking in all of sports. Take my hand. Come with me. It's time to ascend the regular season summit of Mahomes Mountain. Here I go. I got to go this way. (laughs) Ready to go now. Wrong way. <laughs> oh my goodness! I can't believe I got mad at you ten minutes ago, Wilds. I, I can't believe it. Shame on me. I apologize. Uh, but that intro is correct. Thirty-five minutes from now, we will do the playoff quarterbacks True. only. Little context here: this is now essentially the starting quarterbacks we have left going into next year. So their red or green indications are how if they have risen or fallen based on their preseason rankings, and all the injured starting quarterbacks are back. All the backups are out. Off the mountain, guys who were on it at the beginning of last season. Tough one. All these guys are off, and I think only two of them are going to be week one starters next year. Greg's guy, Danny Dimes, and Bryce Young because he has to be. Those other six guys are backup quarterbacks in the NFL next season. All right, 28 starting quarterbacks next year. Let's get to it. Row seven. Listen, of these guys... I'm actually most optimistic about Anthony Richardson and Kyler. I thought Kyler looked decent coming off the ACL. While the contract is going to be hard to live up to, those are the guys I'm most optimistic about. The guys I think under the most pressure next year are Justin and Deshaun, really playing for their lives as starters. Deshaun weird because of the contract. Number six, I mean a brutal (coughs) drop for some show favorites. The Prince. Jalen, fresh off the Super Bowl. Aaron, fresh off his own personal research. Tua, fresh off, you know, two back-to-back September MVP campaigns. And then Geno and Baker about where they're supposed to be. Baker was a little low going into the year. Geno a little high. That's about where they should be. Number five, congratulations to Jordan Love and Brock Purdy for their ascent past mediocre to above average for both of them. (laughs) They are both in the top 15. And Jaden Daniels and Drake May, let me explain. They're going to go second and third or third and fourth or something like that in this draft. There is not a single quarterback below them that the team with the second pick would trade for the second pick. God, Jalen Hurts? Or Jalen or the Prince. If you you called up, if Philly called up and said, hey, we'll give you Jalen Hurts for the second pick, the team with the second pick is saying no. We'll take, given the we'll contracts take, uh, and given everything. The third okay, pick, all right, go ahead. Next, Caleb applies the same logic, except it's the people beneath him in the first pick. Hey, guys, the comeback of the traditional drop-back passer. Mm-hmm. Stafford and Kirk Cousins rising up the mountain despite not being able to run a five-flat 40-yard dash. Level three, CJ bleeping Stroud. What a rookie season by Brews guy. Joe Burrow, it's... It's not unfair to say slight injury risk. Slight injury risk at this point. That hurt you. And Josh Allen right where he was to start the year and to end the year was quite the circuitous path there. Level two. Patrick drops 
but let's see how the next month goes. But right now, if you were to right now do the NFL Top 100, I think we know who would get the most number one votes. We'll talk about him in a moment. Dak had an MVP caliber season, checked all the MVP benchmarks, but we decided about a month ago he wasn't going to win the MVP, so now he is not even in the it's not even discussion. We just decided, hey, Lamar's not playing Week 18. Doesn't matter what you do in Week 18. Doesn't count. And then atop the mountain is Lamar. And again, let's see how the next month goes. But for the time being, that is, and we can show you the biggest risers and biggest fallers, Greg Jennings, if people are interested. So Stroud and Lamar jumped up five and three rows, respectively. Stroud, of course, wasn't on it. And Jalen and the Prince dropped from rows three and two, respectively, down to row six. Greg Jennings, your thoughts on Mahomes Mountain post-regular season? Mahomes Mountain is packed. 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 Uh, But I like... Kirk Cousins, man. I, I see that he moved up. Yeah. I think he can move up even more. Wait, like what? If, uh, look, if what? there was a way, and I'm not trying to knock Josh Allen off of the third tier or and or Joe Burrow, but Kirk Cousins is just simply underappreciated, and we got to start putting some respect on this. Yeah, I thought that was quite respectful. It, where it, I look, put it. exactly. And credit to you, Thanks. but I'm going to elevate yeah, him even please more. Please go ahead. This young man played in eight games this year. Not even that young. Like, <laughs> 35 years yeah. old, still a young man. He's younger than me. I'm calling this him a young old man. man. <laughs> he played in eight games this year, and he threw for over 2,300 yards. And we have Joe Burrow up here because of resume, because of what he had been able to accomplish as far as what he's done for his team. But if we're talking about this year, man, let's look at the numbers. Okay. Well. I mean, eight games versus 10 games, 69%, basically 70% completion. in those eight games? Percentage, I'm sorry? What was the record in those eight games? I think they were Can, can I finish? Yeah, go ahead. Can, can I please finish? Yeah, please uh, yeah. we, 2,300 yards, every category, he was better than my guy, who I love, Joe Burrow. We got to start putting some respect on Kirk Cousins' name. When, when Aaron Rodgers went down, the Jets were, hey, can we get Kirk Cousins? We should trade for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, Everybody was looking sure. for a quarterback, and if Kirk would have been healthy, he might not have been in Minnesota. Yeah. I don't think the Jets did that. I think uh-huh. the Jets just kind of did also, nothing. Uh, the, here's, <laughs> listen, Greg, you make a strong case for your guy, Kirk Cousins. I would argue that this placement right now on Mahomes Mountain is the highest Kirk Cousins has ever been in any quarterback <laughs> ranking system ever, except for a career salary. So I think it's a more than fair, but I understand your point. Brew? Okay. What? You tried to you tried to make it nice. What? You tried to All like I try to be as nice. Lead me off to another path. And look at congratulations right. to Brock Purdy. Yes. Look at how far he's moved up. Yeah. Man, stop it. All right, Brock Purdy is continually being disrespected by you. I guess you're going to have to learn the hard way. All right, he should at least – I mean, look, the college kids, Caleb Williams, Jalen Daniels, Drake May, they are not coming in next year and lighting the league on fire. I don't think either of any of them is going to be a C.J. Stroud next year. So if you want to say, well, where are you moving him? Yeah, where are you moving? Move Caleb and put him there. All right, he's had a better season than Stafford. Stafford was first half of the season, Stafford was like nine touchdowns, eight interceptions. Stafford had one touchdown, two picks in his last game. I mean, come on, Matthew Stafford, y'all completed 62% of his passes. Y'all acting like the dude was, was all that this year. Brock Purdy was all that. Top five in the league in five categories, the five main passing categories. Lit it up against the the top teams he played. They played like six playoff teams. He was uh, 14 touchdowns, five picks. And obviously four of them came against Baltimore. So in the other five playoff games, or teams, 14 touchdowns, one interception. So he did it against good teams. He had a great season overall. Brock Purdy is being disrespected. Where would you have him? To the next level. To the fourth, you think that and I put him first in that level. Okay, well, there's, right there's where no, Caleb is. There's no left to Caleb. right. We all know this. I don't. It's taken a full year. You still don't believe me. I got a source there in is, your committee, there is man. No committee. 
The committee is Wednesdays for tears. Mahomes Mountain is just me. I, if, if, the Bear, if the Niners called up the Bears and said, hey, we'll trade your Brock Purdy for the number one pick, the Bears would hang up the phone and then laugh maniacally at them. And so, they, I mean, that's just, that, that just is what it is. But I don't want to argue But Caleb you. Williams is an I, unknown. The, okay. They, they would have done that with Trevor, too. Uh, that, that, that's Trevor fine. They would have hung up that's, the phone with Trevor, too. And by the way, if they, right now, if right they now. called the, the, the Jags right now and said, we'll trade your Brock for Trevor, the Jags Look, would hang the phone laugh maniacally. But that's not the point. Eat where you live. That, that, that's eat fine. where you live. Six, that's fine. You live in Jacksonville, the, eat. The, well, I live in San Francisco if I'm pretty. I'm eating. Okay, I, all right. I, so I, I don't totally say. understand how that fits in what we're discussing, but set that aside. The idea the that Brock system was more impressive this year than Matt Stafford, I reject on its face. I just rejected on its face. More touchdowns, same and interceptions. And you said he had the his stuff against uh, playoff teams. One of those games that you didn't mention was against the Browns, where he completed 40% of his passes through for 140 yards. So maybe Can't he have didn't have a bad have, game. What? No, no, no. But you, you made it sound like his only bad game in playoff teams was the Ravens no, game. No, Stafford, if the Niners had Matt Stafford, they would be undefeated and one of the best teams we've ever Stafford seen. Matt Stafford is a dropped interception from Jaquaski Tart from okay. being in infamy right that's, now. I mean, fine. seriously. I'm talking about this season. I'm not I'm talking just about that, his history. It, it, I'm not talking about history. Imagine how history changes if Tart catches the yeah, interception. Go ahead. Uh, all right. So, as you know, for dry January, I gave up Casamigos and Soda and defending Mac Jones. It was a combo. <laughs> yeah. I'm, making an, I'm making an exception right now. No, you're not. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask Greg this question because, Greg, I was inundated with this graphic on social media. Oh, don't do it. People begging me to put this on the show. Stop. It's the Prince compared to Mac Jones. Ooh. Now, when you look at the numbers, the numbers are very similar, except one guy we're saying is a bench warmer and it has to be a backup quarterback and he was inactive for the last game. One guy just played like it. <laughs> so Greg, Max numbers I'm, I tried to put it in the nicest terms possible. Are we 100% sure that Trevor is a can't miss franchise quarterback? I'm not saying he's not good, 100% sure he's a can't-miss franchise quarterback because that's what he was advertised as. It's been three years. And he's he played was one great half in high of school. good playoff football. Excellent high school. That was awesome. You should have seen my answer. And all that stuff. Absolutely not. We are not 100% sure. Thank you, Greg. Can I, can I make a Super point Super Bowl here? champion? Please. All right, can I just make a point here? Yeah. Wilds just said, this is a nice little turn of phrase. This is a good debate tactic. Wilds that you just used, and I'm, I'm impressed by it. I wonder if Josh, you know, coached you up on this. Wilds said, I'm going to put this in nice terms, mm -hmm. but the nice terms were so over-the-top complimentary, Greg could only answer no. A hundred percent sure he's exactly. a can't miss. That's, I mean, that's, that's like five guys in the league. Yeah. Greg, are you a hundred percent sure that Jalen Hurts is a can't-miss franchise quarterback? A hundred percent. Are you? Went no, to, exactly. He did, he did go to the Super Bowl. It, it, no, exactly. Though. He went to the Super Bowl. And so the, the, the way you phrased it. Nice. Let me ask. Let me ask. <laughs> let me, okay, let me nine, ask are you 95% sure? Let me. 90. No. Okay. 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 Let, you me ask, let me ask one more. I'll, I'll ask the clean one. Are you 100% sure that Mac Jones is does not belong on any graphic against oh, yeah? anyone on the mountain? Are you 100% sure of that? Yeah. Man. Okay. okay. Thank you. Right. How about, sure how about 29 year old Steve Young? What? Would you be 100% sure that Steve what? Young at 29 oh. couldn't win multiple Super Bowls? Exactly. He didn't. I know. He did when he was 30. He didn't win multiple. How many he Super Bowls did Steve Young have? Oh, oh, shoot. I was on the team. Gosh, darn it. Josh! <laughs> I thought Steve Young had two Super No, he won the one against the Chargers. They took the money off his back. Why are we getting Steve Young so much credit? Stand Tyreek's legs, most dangerous weapon in football. Hands up for debate. Uh, week 7, drop against the Eagles. Week 9, in Germany, he coughs this one up. Chiefs win the game because of that. Then we got uh, the Ravens in the end zone. Drop two days ago. Pass interference. And this was going to be a touchdown, I'm it, convinced. It was. You agree? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mike He's McDaniel. So fast, I think it's a Not touchdown. stressed about it. Take a listen. He's proven time and time again um, why we continue to go to him. There's uh, zero people, including myself, that are concerned about 
um, a pattern of whatever. There's individual plays. Um, he has a high expectation to literally make every play. Um, and in, in that process, um, there's no such thing as a 100% shooter. Okay. Totally fair, but here are the numbers from 2022 and 2023. The targets are almost identical. The receptions, 119 each year, identical. The yards, very close. Touchdown, 7 last year, 13 this year. The drop percentage went from 1.8 to 4.7. It's dropped to pass in each of the last three games. Greg, so is this something or nothing? Yeah, it's something. It's always something. Drops are are, are not something we can just sweep under the rug and not look at. But you sure? I, I'm, I think, I think I'm, I'm, we can. Let me, let me finish. <laughs> let, me, let me finish. Um, but, but what we tend to do, human nature, is we overlook or we forgive or we learn to tolerate something from an individual that provides us a value, a great value, and that's Tyreek Hill. And I know you're thinking, boy, you're Kansas City Chief receivers, but let's think about the value that they provide versus the value he provides. You put up those numbers and you put up the – like it's odd because we haven't seen Tyreek Hill be someone who drops a lot of passes. Mm -hmm. However, we tolerate it and we don't really discuss it because we see the touchdowns, yeah. we see the big plays, all those things, and the timing of it. When you think about the drops that your guys in Kansas City has or, or tend, what we tend to see or focus on when it comes to drops, when they happen matters. Now, Tyreek has had some drops this year that have, in my opinion, cost him games because they would have been game-changing plays. However, he's, all, he's had so many plays where it's just game-breaker. If Tyreek's not on the field, if he's not in the lineup, yep. this team doesn't even have a chance. Mm-hmm. So we dismiss it or we overlook it. It's not even that we dismiss it. We just overlook it and we chalk it up to, eh, it's Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. It's nothing. Nothing. All right. His drop rate is 4.8. For his career, is less than Julio Jones. Julian Edelman almost doubled him in drop rate. And Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's drop rate for his career is higher than Tyreek's. This year, if you want to say, oh, but it's this year. He, uh, of 89 players that had 70 or more targets, his drop rate was 20th. Of 42 that had 100 or more, his drop rate was 6th. So I, I don't think it's a big deal. I think the guy has been in big moments, as you said, been won a Super Bowl, obviously, been in big playoff games. And as you said, yeah, we do overlook the occasional drop because of what he brings. And, and it's not Josh Allen. It's not the equivalent no. of saying let's overlook no, Josh's interceptions, I, right? It's it's far fewer I, interceptions in that in that comparison. I totally so, I totally agree I, with that. He does so much. But for them I enough. look at the I I looked at this question very differently than I you did, and maybe differently than you did. I don't think anyone is questioning man. Tyree Kill overrated because of this. Uh, Tyree Kill, no. you know, more problem than salute. No, Tyree Kill is one of the greatest players of his era or of any era. I look at this question as this: What about Saturday night? What about in this game is the fact that Tyree Kill dropped what I believe, I'm sure he believes because he believes in himself, Mm sounds like you believe as well, dropped the game-tying touchdown. In the most, most recent game they played, here was the sequence. I drop a pass. That could have tied the game. The next play, Tua throws me a hospital ball that almost puts me in the hospital. <laughs> and, the ne- and then I'm not on the field because of it. The next he play, he throws in double coverage to Chase Claypool. But who lost that game? And the narrative around that game is who lost it. Well, I, the narrative is that the Tua decision lost them the game. Yeah. But I would, listen, you, the, that wasn't my narrative. No, I know, but the, that's the narrative that, that Tua That is the narrative. So here's, here's the, what I'm trying Ty- to ask you, Greg. Kind the, the, I mean, because I think you hold the best player to a higher standard. Let me just ask you this quickly. Are drops mental at times? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that's why I think it is something. Because I'm telling you, if Saturday night, in negative 15 degrees, when the narrative for everyone going into yeah. the game is the Chiefs got the dropsies, the, the Dolphins have the all-star receivers, if on one of those early passes Tyreek drops it, that can change mentalities and change a lot of fortune. So that's you notice think, what he just did? What? He planted a negative seed in Tyreek's head. Tyreek don't that's watch That's exactly this. what he did. It's going to get around. Tyreek That's no. exactly what Tyreek. he did. Future he threw Chiefs all this approval. And the Chiefs are the ones with the it's, drops. Well, and it's going to be 15 below. Well, it is. And it, all, everything <laughs> I said is true. I thought it was 19.
Aaron Rodgers met with the media at the conclusion of the Jets season and said everyone needed to focus and eliminate distractions. True story. Take a listen. <laughs> if you want to be a winning organization, you have to put yourself in position to win championships and be competitive. Everything that you do matters. And the that has nothing to do with winning needs to get out of the building. So that'll be the focus uh, moving forward. Makes sense. Uh, also today on the Pat McAfee show, he attempted to clarify his feud with a late night comedian and the former head of the National Institute of Health. Yeah. So uh, there. I just, I, listen, I, the, today, the, the, this is not an exaggeration. This is what happened. Yesterday, he said those things. Mm-hmm. And today, for 27 consecutive minutes, he talked about the Epstein list, Jimmy Kimmel, and relitigated COVID protocols from three years ago. That's what he did. And uh, Pat, poor Pat McAfee, and I appreciate the shout-out, Pat, uh, got to a- ask two questions in that time, and he just ranted. And there is a level of a lack of either awareness or it's either a lack of awareness but Aaron also explained using really good vocabulary today, you know what I mean, that he's a sharp, well-read guy. So I don't think it's a lack of intelligence. So I think more likely a belief of do as I say, not as I do, of course. Like I, the things I say and I do in the interviews I give and the stories that leak out of the building about my one-handed interceptions as the scout team, those are positive. And those are good because they're about me. And then everything else is negative and bad. And so I just don't. I, it, he's a very, very hard person to take seriously on these things. And I don't think he is the best. I don't think I would be the best person to, you know, give a quote to a newspaper about talk show hosts need to be, you know, more humble and less full of themselves. I just, <laughs> I think it would, there would be better messengers for that. And so I just don't buy it. Yeah. Well, it, it just sounds crazy coming from him because he is the one that creates all these distractions and I would like look he can do what he wants but what would be a great move for him and you guys know I was saying all year that I thought him working so hard to get back even if it was whether it was selfish whether it was unrealistic whatever I thought it would inspire his teammates and and they gave him the award for most inspiring teammates so that's great that was fine you weren't playing Next year, you know what I think Greg would inspire his teammates? If he said, no, no weekly TV shows this week, this year. I'm, I'll do my press conferences that I have to do, but I am all about football. I'm not talking about the other stuff on the air. You know, they can talk about it with other teammates in the locker room if he wants, whatever. But on the air, no distractions because that stuff can be a distraction. It's all about football this year. Let's go win the Super Bowl. And that goes to the point of you, to what you're making about his lack of awareness at times. It's like – He's not—he's not the exception, but he believes that he is. And when you think, when you listen to Aaron Rodgers, like he—he has—he has it figured out for everyone, but himself, because he believes that he is—he's figured it out for himself. And it's like, dude, you really haven't. Like, and 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 I—I I, I really try to hold back on having this conversation about Aaron because. Because of the way I exited Green Bay and the mm. things that I said. But I will say this. You, you find out who a person is when they show you who they are. And then you look at everything that happened prior to seeing that differently. For me, that was when we were on the football field and we were playing in a week one game. And he comes up after on the timeout and he talks to an opponent and says, hey, man, you guys should come get Greg. I'm in the contract year. Now, you my guy. And I'm like, I'm in the contract year. We're playing the 49ers. Yeah. Timeout's happening. And I'm talking to Carlos Rogers, a cornerback. And he's like, man, why do you got you running these routes? Aaron Rodgers comes up and said, hey, man, you guys should come and get him. What? Hmm. You are my guy. You know I want to stay here. You know I want to be here. Now, I'm not trying to relive and rehash all these things. But in that moment, he showed me who he was. And so from that moment, everything that happened prior to, I looked at differently. Everything that happened afterwards, I looked at differently. Because now I know who you are. You were selfish. You were, you were sending me or offering me up. Yeah. I'm, I'm supposed to be your guy. I was, and, and again, 
I'm not disgruntled. No, so I was. Th- th- I was very bothered in that moment, mm-hmm. in that season of life. I'm far beyond that. But when I hear things like this, it's like here we go again. So this is what I. This is what I Ooh. find so frustrating about some of this conversation, is because. Aaron seems, and up to and including today, really, really caught up in a lot of the COVID and vaccine stuff. He seems really wounded by how he feels he was painted by a lot of the media, fairly or unfairly, it seems what he feels. There is, he has done, I think, a masterful job of crafting a narrative that the only people who criticize him have ulterior motives. He has gone after you. Yep. And it is, and I've seen, I know you well enough. We've talked enough off the air. You, Greg has been kinder <laughs> and more gentle about the Rodgers thing because Rodgers, I think, has done a pretty good job of tarring you as ah, a bitter ex. Yep. And then those of us who actually had been, like myself, a pretty ardent supporter of his on the field who then turned critical of some of the disingenuous or dishonest or reckless comments, tarred as, oh, you're just obsessed with the vaccine status. Mm. And so it, 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 it inoculates him, pun very intended, from <laughs> criticism. Because, oh, no, no, you can't criticize me on the merits. It's personal mm. for you, which is a very, it's an effective debate strategy, I will admit. But it, it is, the word I'm certain, it's disingenuous is what it is. People would say just because I was a Patriots fan is the reason I kept on bringing up the fact that he hadn't thrown for 300 yards. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fact. Mac Jones had. <laughs> 24 games, a long time. <laughs> it was the only day. I'm the only one that's saying, you know what? Live from New York, it's the show that's delivering a special episode of Mahomes Mountain in two minutes. It's First Things First today. Is this the defining moment of Dak Prescott's career? And does Broussard have a new grade for him in store? Meanwhile, Harbaugh, is he headed to the Titans to replace Rabel? No, no one is saying that. No, no. But no. <laughs> now it's out there. Why would he go there? Well, he loves Tennessee. Uh, But right now, we're days away from the playoffs, and the mountain is colder and more unforgiving than ever. Never climbed the playoff mountain? Good luck. Never played in the frigid cold? It's going to be 19 degrees. Minus 19 in Kansas City. Good luck. Decided to take 21 days. AKA three weeks off in between NFL games. Well, good luck. Alas, we look onward and upward as we ascend the most treacherous quarterback ranking in all of sports. We call it Mahomes Mountain. Indeed we do, Kevin Wiles. If you weren't watching about 40 minutes ago, we did our end of regular season mountain, but now it is the playoffs. It is a very different time of year. It is where as you know, as they say, the cream rises to the top and where experience at least matters a bit. So we will give you a 14-person Mahomes Mountain, only the playoff quarterbacks. The bottom row, I do not think anyone will disagree with. Uh, oh, I like this. You have Baker, one and one in the postseason. Two has never played in the postseason. Jalen, a shocking fall, but given how he played last year, Jalen, two and two in the postseason, and Mason Rudolph. Of course, having never played in the postseason, they are the bottom row of Mahomes Mountain. Now to row four. Joe Flacco, 10 postseason wins. Unfortunately, they all came in the standard definition era, but they still happen. Jared Goff (laughs) has been to a Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. Jordan Love never played in the postseason, but is red hot right now. The last two months of football has been exceptional. Brock Purdy, 2-1 in the postseason. One excellent postseason game, his first ever one mediocre game, I would say, and then one game that doesn't really count. He Mm -hmm. got to only play a few snaps where he got hurt. Now to the top six. Third row, Lamar Jackson. He's about to be a two-time MVP. That means he will have two more MVPs and he has quality playoff starts. He hopes to change that this year, but that is the reality. C.J. Stroud, the Mountain is giving this young man a lot of credit for a rookie making his first ever postseason start, but he has earned it, checking off every box throughout the year from comeback victories, big-time throws, rallying from behind. And then Josh Allen, we have seen him in the postseason be brilliant. We have seen him in the postseason literally throw the ball behind his head in a three-point game with a minute left. We have seen him in the postseason blow teams out. 
We've seen him in the postseason get blown out, but no one can act like he is not scary for all involved. All 106 players on both teams are afraid of what's coming out with Josh Allen is where he deserves to be. And now, row two of the mountain, Matt Stafford, wow. who has been absolutely sensational since coming back from injury. Matt Stafford, who was on a heater the last time he was in the postseason. And Dak Prescott, who has a credible case for league MVP that nobody seems to want to make because Lamar won it after week 17, which is odd because the NFL season is now 18 weeks, but it is what it is. And then without a doubt, atop the playoff iteration of Mahomes Mountain is, of course, Patrick Mahomes. And for those of, yes, 11-3, and that is a gaudy postseason record, but I promise it is better than that. If we can show you Mahomes' postseason stats, what you'll see is best in everything. And so, yes, the regular season didn't go as well as one would have hoped. But in the postseason, even last year, when he played most of the postseason on one leg, it has gone quite well. So that, Greg Jennings, is the postseason iteration of Mahomes Mountain. I don't think it's controversial, nor that debatable. So I don't know what we're going to do for these last eight minutes. But go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I like, I like the mountain. Thank you. Um, there's a couple things that I would change. But I would just want to point out the guy kind of right there in the middle. C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Wow. And the reason why I'm pointing out C.J. Stroud, and I understand the, the mountain is being nice to C.J. Stroud, but I'm nicer. And this young man is the, he's, he's, he's almost like one of those anomalies. Wow. You can't put him where you don't know where he's supposed to be, so I'll do it because I figure, I know. I'm just going to take him all the way to the top. And right under that guy that's Patrick okay, Mahomes. Okay, second from the top. Okay, yeah, you're going to replace that. Okay, I, go I'm ahead. I'm going to replace these two because this young man plays with no fear. Yeah. He doesn't know any better, but he is better than all these quarterbacks that are on the mountain with him. Like, you talk about playoff history. He doesn't have any playoff history. He's been in big games, big moments, and he's shined on those moments. College football and college, college was pretty absolutely. good. Absolutely. And so when you look at Lamar, he's, in my opinion, he would be the only other one that I would say has an opportunity to do something really special, but we just don't know because of past history. He has no history, and nothing tells us that he is going to fail in this moment yeah. because he hasn't failed all season long. So for me, C.J. Stroud is a guy that you can move up because you just trust who he is, and he's been doing some remarkable things. I don't know if you know. Do we have a, a, a little tweet that was wow. out there? I just want you guys to know, look at this. There's three quarterbacks in the last 50 seasons that have led the NFL in passing yards per game and in TD interception ratio. Oh, that's amazing. Season. I like, didn't know look that. At, right. Look at the guys on this list. Pretty good. Joe Montana, Tom Brady, C.J. Stroud. That's not – they weren't rookies, Correct. mind you. He's the only rookie to ever do that. He will probably good. be the only rookie to ever do it. Like, this young man is different. He's going to be in a yellow jacket one day. Wow. And he's well on his way. Wow. Greg, Greg is Greg. going a little over the top, but you know what, Greg? I applaud it. Uh, was it? Wow. Two Hall, future Hall of Famers in the AFC South. Unbelievable. <laughs> You really like Anthony Richardson. Maybe we're going to the hat trick. Um, here's what I will, will say Levis? in support of CJ. He has not played in the playoffs, but he kind of has. I'm not talking college. Because this weekend's game was a playoff game. They were win, they, they, they win, they're in the playoffs, they lose, their season's over. And he started the game off with a 75-yard strike to Nico Collins. So I will give him credit in that regard. Can I just ask one thing? Yeah. Do you give that credit? Was it kind of a playoff game? Uh, you know what he said? You, you're setting him up? No, I'm asking you. Yeah, I do, kind of. Oh, last year you told me it's not a playoff game. I just wanted you to say that. <laughs> he was oh, he, you thought I was. I thought you thought, only had the Aaron Rodgers. He thought you were trying to set up me about so Trevor Lawrence didn't play well in a playoff oh, game. Yeah, no. Listen, most quarterbacks can't gonna... play well hurt in the playoffs. Only Mahomes. Oh, um, go ahead. I forgot All about right, that. Greg. <laughs> Nice try. You get an A for effort for trying to steal C.J. Stroud from me. What? He's my guy. What? All right, you can when throw out all happen? the – He's good. Nick Bruce knows. said he would take him number one overall. Yes, I was saying from – shouting from the rooftops really just that I would take him over Bryce Young. You, you said that about him. I say he's the second-best quarterback in all of football. Yeah. It's too late. Whoever I claimed him. No, just for I the record, no, no, no. whoever has the Hottest. best compliment yeah. gets to – that's gets the he's, put him he's going to be the GOAT now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I, Nick, I, I got to move Lamar up. Now, uh, you're holding this past 
uh, playoff resume against him, yeah. one in three. Dak's two and four. In fact, in his last four playoff games, Dak is one in three. All right, and the last time we saw Dak, it wasn't pretty in the playoffs. One touchdown, two picks against the Niners. We all remember that. So I am moving Lamar up. I'd move him ahead of Stafford too, but I'm moving him up to that second row. I'm cool with Mahomes at number one. So Lamar moves up. I think the thing with Lamar and his playoff record, and it's not just his record, his performance, Correct. right, weren't good. But he, we all will admit, he wasn't really that close to being the passer he is now. And I'm not saying Agreed. he's Mahomes now, but he has improved dramatically as a passer. He's in a more pass-friendly offense. He's looking to pass more. Like before, it was first couple options not there. You're running. And, then, and he has better receivers. So I think – and look, this year I feel like he's answered all the questions as far as passing the football in the regular season. Correct. got to do it in I the playoffs. I agree with all of that. And I, he's done it against like, – like I mentioned with Purdy. Six and two against playoff teams, 16 touchdowns, five picks, three more rushing touchdowns. So I got to move Lamar. I was about to say I agree with all of that, and then I realized what your bottom line said. That's unfair. It's not that I don't believe in Lamar. It is that I don't yet believe in playoff Lamar. I, I don't. And while the records, I understand what you're saying with Dak, we have seen Dak have two a-plus playoff games. His lost. first game ever. Yes. As a rookie, the, the, uh, now that he lost Aaron Rodgers, but yeah. he was amazing in that game. We saw him play really well. I think it was against Detroit. I don't even remember. A few years ago. And then he was excellent. An A-plus game in the first round last year. Now he was bad in the second round, so it's not so much about the win-loss record. I know that's what we put up there because it's easily digestible, but we have seen him play really well in the postseason. We're yet to see that from Lamar. I'm going to put Tua. I just, I just want to move Tua up maybe one row. I feel like Tua is underrated at this point. Led the league in passing. Okay. I'm all right with that. I mean, I just kind of want him somewhere. Here's well, over stats. Jordan Love. The, Jordan Love is heated up and Tua is cooled off. I think Tua struggles without Waddle. He's kind of a different quarterback. But Pat, this is just regular season. He's got 50 more yards than Baker. He's got more than Jalen Hurts all of a sudden. Uh, touchdown interception, the passer rating, he's better than all those guys too. He also needs this win more than anybody else on his row. If Jalen loses, it's like, ah, you were injured and this season has been kind of in the toilet. Baker doesn't need to win. Baker's kind of playing with house money. And who else is there? Mason Rudolph. Mason no, Rudolph. Mason, no, but that's, hold on. But, that's, but two is like playing no, for his contract. Wild. It's going to be quiet. If they lose to I the Chiefs, you, you think he's going to get killed? The, you know, he's going to get killed. If they lose three straight like, games this is who to end is. the year, just, and he plays poorly, I mean, yeah. he's not getting he's paid. Not getting, but, but hold on. Wild. Yeah. I am putting your feet to the fire here. You did a very interesting thing where you compared him to people on his row. Yeah. But you are asking him to move up. Well, I don't. I think, so who are you tip pulling the down? The diamond shape or the triangle shape. Who are you pulling us. down? <laughs> you must. You want to pull down Flacco? No, you, I like playoff experience. Right. Okay. You want to pull down Golf, who's been to a Super Bowl. You like playoff experience. You've no, always like been Golf in his tiny hands. It's probably you, Jordan Love. Oh, Pat Green Bay Packer fans, go after him. Go it after him. There's, that's your guy. They, Jordan Love. Probably Jordan Love, but Jordan Love is hot. Jordan that's Love. Ever since he beat Mahomes, has been on a heater. You pull down Purdy. Pulling down. You know, wow. You know what? Say Purdy, and I might agree with you. You think it? You want three it? weeks off? Hold on. It's not three. God. <laughs> three weeks off? Agree with that. It's a long, long time. time. <laughs> three and a half almost. If you really <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Uh, here's a list of cute things. What? Number one, kittens. Number two, little bottles of Tabasco. You get it? I like that with oysters or something yes. or on an airplane. Yeah. Uh, and according to Micah Parsons, the NFL regular season. <laughs> like I said, regular season's cute. Um, people was like, oh, you know, he played great for a while, but you know, this is uh, this is legacy. You know, it's it's always you know the term of be phenomenal, be forgotten. You know, so um, the way Jimmy and Mike, the way people show them love, uh, that's where. That's where I think, and Charles, I think that's where me, CD, Dak all want to be into that legacy and uh, earn our way into that type of uh, Cowboys Hall of Fame. Okay. Dak's legacy on the line. Well, hold on. I want Brew to go because Brew shook his head. I, I was going to look, Mike and I have had our little disagreements, but we're like this. Oh, like, really? First of all, he's using my word. What? I, he Cute. Oh, yeah. Who, who you think he saw to describe something like that is cute? Yeah. Uh, you're right, the only that, one that says cute. That, right. Uh, that I'm the only one that says cute. I've never heard it. <laughs> All right. And he's asked Bob. 
He is all in. No, S -Bob. He not S -Bob. About, you know, we just that. trying to get to the conference championship. Like, you know, no team has done in 28 years. He's like, we want to be like Mike, Troy, and Emmett. And I'm here for that. Mike, I love that. Um, now, what was the question? Uh, is Dak's legacy, <laughs> is Dak's legacy on the line? That, uh, the question. No, two reasons, no. <laughs> One, I, and I, I do not mean this in any negative way at all because Dak is having a fantastic year, and I do think he's right there in the MVP race, although Lamar win it. He doesn't really have a legacy at this point. Like, leg, I think the legacy guys is Hall of Famers, guys who win a lot of Super Bowls. He's a, been a very good quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. I think it's similar to Tony Romo. We'll remember him. Oh, he, Dak, yeah, he's star, celebrity, all that. But legacy? Well, Not yet. So, no, I don't think it's on the line. Two, he can he's still young. He right. Can. He's, so, that's why I say not on the line. That, I, gotcha. I have a problem with that language. This is his opportunity to begin Create creating one. And if he does get them a Super Bowl ring this year, I mean, he's right there with Starbuck and Aikman. Like, he's in that group. We ain't got to debate who's better, but he's yeah. in that group now. And it would be phenomenal for Dak. So, it's an opportunity. But, no, there's nothing on the line yet because he's still got more years. They don't sure. win it this year. Do it in the future. Yeah, it's on the line. And I don't have a problem with the language. It's on the, his is on the line. Michael Parsons is on the line. And I would add Mike McCarthy's is attached to all of that. Oh, that's interesting. Like, when you look at this team, everything is laid out for them to take it. They're playing at home. They're the best home team in all of football. Dak Prescott is playing great ball. You cannot allow all that cute regular season mm -hmm. to come to an end. What we see this weekend, mm -hmm. it better be cute too. Like, period, <laughs> point blank. We need to see the Dallas Cowboys not botch something up. And I would argue – Outside of Troy Aikman, because he was able to win and obviously stop back, Dak Prescott's the best quarterback that we've seen in the star. Yeah, You're right. I, mean, I, I, I agree. Like, with well, the so, so for yeah, me, yeah, I agree with so that. for me, Danny his White. legacy has already started because he is playing in Dallas. Because he's he's one of those guys that all he needs to do is check one box, and then it's like. We don't know. Yeah. He could be possibly yellow jacket conversation. Oh, if How many Hall of Fame jackets are you giving out? CJ Stroud's a guarantee. Yeah, the, uh, all right, so, I, so here's the thing. Legacy's not always good. Oh. oh it's not. Wow. Legacy is not always good. There are a lot of right. negative legacies. Uh, so let's just go best case, worst case. If the Cowboys lose Ooh. in round one, I would argue, or in round two, I think that there is right. Dak's current legacy will be postseason underachiever. Right, you know, a regular season guy, postseason underachiever. That's good. If they, all right, so that's worst case. If they win the Super Bowl, like, can we show Dak's numbers, please? Uh, we can talk about the best quarterbacks in Cowboys history. This will be the best season any quarterbacks ever had. In well, Cowboys history. In Cowboys. But you remember that. I mean, the numbers today. No, I, are I, less no, no, no. But I'm talking, those are the NFL Back ranks, the not day. Cowboys ranks. So my point is, Aikman never led the league oh, in okay. these types. You know what I mean? Like, okay. take his Super Bowl years, even stall. Like, like this no, would Aikman be. Definitely no, if they, if they win the Super Bowl this year, this is the best season any Cowboys quarterbacks ever had. It, by the way, makes Mike, speaking of Hall of Famers, if the Cowboys win the Super Bowl this year, right or wrong, Mike McCarthy is a Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. You win Super Bowl for Absolutely. two different franchises, yeah. you're a Hall of yeah. Famer. So, and Micah Parsons is a legitimate guy early in his career, Hall of Fame trajectory. It, it, look, we're throwing we, C.J. Stroud in. No, yeah, okay. He's, well, a, he's a Hall of Famer. Famer. No, but, but you, I think Micah is the type of player that we look at. If there's such a thing CJ as was your guy. a couple, three years guy. into a career, we're like, hey – like Justin Jefferson, I look at him as a Hall of Fame trajectory player. Like if he doesn't make the Hall, it's a, something went wrong Some or disappointing. Injury, yeah. I, I feel that way about Micah. So for Absolutely. Micah, like this, so there is real stakes here yeah, because this Cowboys seems excellent. I know we have fun at their expense, whatever it is. There is no legitimate tiers, ranking, power ranking, anything that wouldn't say they're one of the five best teams. You know, Nobody could argue right now they're not a top two team in their own conference. So if they don't, and this is where you and I get, you know, go S-Bob or not, they have to at least play to their seed. 
If they, yes. they, they will be disappointed if they don't make the Super Bowl, I agree. But if they make the NFC title game and lose to San Francisco, I don't think anyone's going to say they choked. No, nobody's they, killing they, and so unless they, they get destroyed. Right, they have but, to play to their seed, yeah. and then anything above that adds the legacy. Anything beneath that takes away from the legacy. You know whose legacy would really be hurt if they win the Super Bowl? Yours. No! <laughs> because I, I don't think we would remember these tomato cans at all. We would just be like, that was a dominant team yeah, that steamrolled teams on way to Super Bowl. Right. If, and if this, this whole tomato can thing would just go Wiles, away. can you Take imagine if this postseason Baker beats his preseason Super Bowl champion and the Cowboys win the Super Bowl? Whose legacy is in shambles? We take it one day in at a shambles. time. Double subscription offer. First up, our podcast is just excellent. And YouTube channel update. Mr. Beast is at 229 million. We're at 760K. Say what you will. He's not 228 million times better than us. Tomorrow, it's the greatest segment in all of sports, Nick's Tears. Also, Lori, I'm considering giving away 20 bucks if you subscribe to one person. <laughs> I was, yeah, be careful. To one there, person. <laughs> 20 bucks. God. Subscribe and enter for I a chance subscribe. to win. Medals time. Do you want 20 bucks? He Third does. quarter, Suns he Clippers. He does. Yeah. Bruce Clippers. Norm Powell uh, is blocked I by mean, Kevin Durant. They're balling. Bruce is going to be all the way back. They're balling. It's going to be all the way back. Can you and can you imagine if KD got traded to an economic team like the Nets? Watch out. Bronze medal, Giannis, 25-10-11. and 11. You might say, well, they should have won that game. Yeah. But they did. Well, were they playing a good team? No, it was the Jazz. Uh, it's the defense. It's not the equipment manager. It's not lack of commitment. It's not even the coach, who I don't think is great. It's the defense, guys, and I don't know that they have a solve there. Yeah, they do. And what's that? Didn't play last night. What, what's the solve? Wilds trade for trade back for you Drew. Trade Not available. Nope. Nope. What? What Same. is it? Uh, Darvin Ham should come in and coach. What? Okay, trade coaches. <laughs> Silver medal. Jalen Brown, forty points, five rebounds. Now their loss was a little more respectable. Playing a good team, and there was a controversial call at the end. But without Tyrese. Well, yeah, Tyrese got hurt during the game. He gets a silver medal. And then a gold. Wilds. Chat. I mean, this was obvious. 31 points, five rebounds, two blocks. Again, we do the adjustment 15. for playing the Wizards. It's more like 27, yeah. four, and one. But still, <laughs> he gets a gold because they won. He's There's nasty. a medal stand from he last night nice in the association. He, he is Guess who else is good? It's going to be a great Paolo's Wimby, great too. Chet. But you don't get Paolo. You no, abandoned the but Magic. I, but I wanted Chet to go to the Magic yeah. in any event. Yeah, uh, Michigan topples Washington for the national championship. Harbaugh accomplishes his goal. When he left the 49ers to go back to Michigan, he was asked about his future postgame. I just want to enjoy this. I just want to enjoy this. Uh, and I hope you give me that, you know. <laughs> Can a guy have that? Does it, does it always have to be, you know, what's next? What's, what's the future? Oh, wow. Past that. <laughs> yeah, he's right. Uh, okay. <laughs> Brew, do you want him to go to the NFL? Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, I do. I, I think he's a he was a great NFL coach, obviously a great college coach. And I would love to see him, Nick. And I'd love to see Justin Herbert, like, with a fair shot. And I'm not even trying to take a shot at Staley. But he, to me, he's a perfect fit for um, the Chargers. He's great with quarterbacks. Herbert took a little step down yeah. this year, so mm -hmm. help him get back to where he is. And uh, get that defense together. So, yeah, I, I do want to see him go. Stay at Michigan unless you go to Chicago. Chicago, he's got the history with. He has the ties, too. You get to coach Caleb. They're, the, they're not the typical team that's getting the number one pick. They were damn near 500. They have another pick. They can trade Justin for a pick. They have some good players on both sides of the ball. Like and so, I, I think he has a great job. And I think Michigan he's was the best to, he team. He might get right. hammered with some of these, you know. And, well, you know, oh, with the, I was coming. thinking about the money he's going to make. I, I wouldn't take it for any job other than the exact ideal job. Yeah. I, I think he stays.